The way you win this game is that you don't shy away from the numbers, even when they don't look super sexy, even when you're not really proud of the numbers yet, because the more you know, the better you'll do. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-seven-figure business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, the budget, and the time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today. One that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible. One that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life you love, you're in the right place, friend. Let's get started. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to Online Marketing Made Easy. Today's topic is something that business owners do not talk about enough, and I really wish they did. So I'm going to take the lead here because this is an important area for you to look at more closely, and that's your profit margin, and more specifically, how to increase your profit margin. No, not your revenue. I know that's the sexier number because it will always be the largest, but it's your profit and your profit margin that actually matters the most because... It's your profit margin that allows you to pay yourself more, pay your team more, and reinvest back into your business so that you could take care of your students and your clients more. But before we dive in, let's get on the same page. What is profit margin? Now, I know some of you are rolling your eyes like, duh, Amy, I know what profit margin is. I'm running a business. But I have to be honest, in my first few years of business, I never even uttered the words profit margin. And I sure as heck didn't have a goal for my profit margin. So your profit margin is the percentage of profit your company is making after you subtract all the costs and expenses. Now, the way I look at profit margin is I subtract all my expenses, all my costs, and I get a number. But then from there, whatever that number is, that's my profit margin, I will pay taxes on that. So I'm not also subtracting taxes before I get the profit margin. So the profit margin is before you take out anything related to taxes, okay? So it's just all your costs and expenses, all that good stuff. 
So you may have heard me talk about this in another episode, but every year I set several goals. And when it comes to finances, I set two major goals, a revenue goal and a profit goal. So a lot of people will just talk about setting a revenue goal. But let's say you make a million dollars and you spend $950,000 to do that. Well, what's the point? You're working way too hard for not enough money. So I set a revenue goal and a profit goal. And when my team and I sit down to do this, usually it's with the leadership team, not the whole company. It really starts with me. And I think about what I want my revenue goal to be and what I want my profit margin to be. And then I go to my leadership team and we talk it out. We usually have a conversation of, How do we either keep the same profit margin if it's really healthy or if it's kind of slipped, how to get it to increase? So we're talking about increasing profit margin a lot of the times as well. Now, there are a few ways that in my business, we work to increase our profit margin and I'm gonna share those with you today so that you can do the same. But I think we need to start out with talking about how do you actually choose the benchmark for your profit margin? Like what's your point of reference. Well, if you've never said it before, or you're new in your business, you really just have to first look at where you're at. So what I want you to do is I want you to like, look at last year, right now I'm recording this at the very end of 2023, but it will air in 2024. So I want you to look at 2023 and say, okay, how much revenue did I make? And then how much of that was profit once I subtract all my expenses. That's your profit margin. That's your, get your percentage right there. And that's your first benchmark. I always say, start where you are. So for many years, my profit margin was always 50%. I have an online business. I sell digital courses. I don't have any physical products, which always will take down your profit margin. And I have a pretty simple business. So 50% profit margin is very healthy for an online business. But as you grow your team, your profit margin is likely going to go down. When I had a 50% profit margin, I had like five full-time employees. Now I have over 22 full-time employees. That's gonna take my profit margin down. But because I have such an awesome team, I'm making way more revenue than I was with five full-time employees. So my revenue is a whole lot higher. And so my profit margin might have gone down, but it's still very high, higher than it was many years ago because my revenue is so high. Are you tracking with me here? Okay, so today I aim for between 40 and 42% profit margin. So let's just say 40, okay? 40% profit margin is always my goal. If I could do a little higher, Great. If I'm lower, I'm not happy about that. And I'm looking for ways to correct. I believe with an online business, you can absolutely hit 40% profit margin, especially if you are being very mindful of where you're focusing your time and energy. Now, again, you might say, but Amy, mine is so much lower than that. I just did the math and mine's 30%. Okay. So that's your benchmark, 30%. If you want to be at 40%, let's make a goal that in the next year, Maybe you get to 35%. And I'm gonna share some strategies today to help you get closer to whatever goal you set. But yours doesn't need to be 50. Yours doesn't even need to be 40. I would take where you're at, like look at the last year, where were you at? And can we increase that? Whether it be by two percentages, three, five, I wouldn't go crazy and be like 10%. I would just be a little bit conservative here. So it doesn't matter what my numbers are. 
find out what your numbers are, and then let's see how we can increase that if you want. Now, if you do your numbers and you're like, Amy, I'm at like 50 or 55%, you're golden. Stay there. You don't need to do better than that. And I might even say, maybe you need to invest a little bit more in your business if you're much higher than 50%. Maybe it's time to invest in coaching for yourself or pay your employees a little bit better or hire that project manager you've been wanting to hire. But I'm gonna go off on a tangent if I go there. So let's stay focused. And before I move on, I wanna clarify one more thing just to make sure we're on the same page. I had mentioned that I used to have a 50% profit margin. Now I have a 40% profit margin, but I'm making more money today than I was years ago when I had a higher profit margin. And that is because if you do the math, you'd see that even though my profit margin is lower, my profit, the amount of dollar bills is higher than let's say it was when I had a 50% profit margin before I had this huge team. And that's because my revenue has increased significantly. Okay, so just wanna make sure we're on the same page. Now, how can you widen this gap between your expenses and your revenue? There are a few things that I love to look at. The first is budgeting. I didn't do this for many years, especially as a solopreneur, but I wish I had started earlier, simply because the more you know, the more you can make educated decisions about your business. And budgeting helps big time with that. So if you've never put together a budget before, let's just start really small. So let's say that in 2023, you did three launches. I want you to go back to one of those launches and see if you can calculate all of your expenses. Just do the very best you can. You'll miss a few things. It's no big deal. We're just going to start out simple. So what did you pay on paid ads? What did you pay for your contractors? What did you pay for a copywriter, a designer, an extra person to support you during your launch, whatever it might be? How much did you spend to do that launch? And how much did you make in that launch? So you could actually do a profit margin just for that launch. I don't do that. I do a profit margin for the year. But if we're going to budget for the new year, you've got to start somewhere. So why don't we just take that one launch and say, okay, so I spent $25,000. So you could just say for each launch, my goal is to spend $25,000 and kind of break it down of how you're going to spend that money. Now, if you spent way too much and you didn't make enough, we're gonna start looking for ways to cut that budget down in the new year, right? But again, you just need to know your numbers. And I think one of the biggest challenges for my new entrepreneurs is that it's kind of like you wanna close your eyes, close your ears, close your mouth and just say, I'm just not gonna pay attention to how much I'm spending because I'm freaking out that I'm spending too much and not making enough. But the people that are really winning in this online marketing game and building businesses online, even those that are just starting out are those that are not afraid to look at the numbers, even when they don't look good. Did you hear me on that? I think that's the biggest takeaway I want you to have from this episode. The way you win this game is that you don't shy away from the numbers, even when they don't look super sexy, even when you're not really proud of the numbers yet, because the more you know, the better you'll do, right? So we just need to know our numbers. And so the first step to start getting a hold of that profit margin and start really moving toward being mindful of it 
is to budget how much you plan to spend in relation to how much you plan to make. So let's get some numbers on your notepad. Just start playing with them. I like to ease into some of this. I didn't go into any of this perfectly. It was very, very messy, but it got me to a really great place. So I'm just going to encourage you, do it messy in the beginning. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. Okay, in the same vein as budgeting, I wanna talk about something that my team does, which is they put together a promo calendar of all our projects and launches for the entire year. We then develop revenue goals and expense projections for that promotional efforts we plan to implement around these upcoming launches. And let me just say that you do not need a team to do this. This is something I recommend every entrepreneur does team or no team. So if you sit down and you say, okay, so for the next 12 months, these are the launches I'm going to do. And then you're going to say, this is what I hope to make on this launch. And you're going to play with the numbers. And based on my past launches, this is what I think I'm going to spend. 
and you start playing with the numbers. And if you do this, you have a whole promotional calendar and you add up the revenue and you add up the expenses, you can get a profit margin for the year. You could say, okay, roughly, this is where I think the profit margin is going to be. Now, let's say the number's 20% and you're really upset. So I'd go back and say, okay, is there any area where I could increase the revenue throughout the year? Could I add a special mini promo here? Could I maybe get a speaking gig here to offset some of this expenses with a little extra revenue? So playing with the revenue, or can I cut expenses here? Cutting expenses is so hard. We just recently did this. So at the time of this recording, we are solidifying our 2024 budget. And it was not in the 40s. It was like 35%. So we had to go back and say, either are we going to make more money? Are we going to cut? And we don't want to focus on making more money. We feel like that is solid. And we don't want to get out of control with that side of the business. We could clean up some of these expenses. And I had to say goodbye to some things I really wanted to do in the coming year. But I also want to be mindful of our profit margin. And I want to make sure that we're making the best decisions for the business. So we cut some things. And I I just tell you this to say it wasn't easy and I wasn't happy about it, but it's business. And so I think it's really important to put together a promo calendar, figure out exactly what launches you're going to do next year and when you're going to do them. Or if you're listening to this in the new year, just do the next 12 months. And then again, I want to say it one more time, assign a revenue goal and an expense or budgeting goal to each of those promotions that you do. And you're going to add them all up. And that's how you're going to be more intentional of learning what potentially that profit margin would look like. And you know, one thing about putting together a promo calendar that is really valuable is you get the opportunity to make intentional decisions about where you plan to spend. So if you look at the year and you're like, I'm going to need one more contractor or I'm going to need to hire a project manager or whatever, then you can add that expense and see if you're comfortable with it. And also just to point out one thing, I decided to let my profit margin go a little bit lower than I wanted this year because there's two roles I want to hire for that are kind of experimental roles. I'll talk about them later in a different episode. And so I thought, I'm willing to make a little extra money to figure out these two new roles that I want to hire that will make my life a whole lot easier. So I'm willing to take a little less money for a little bit more happiness. Those are the decisions you get to make as well, which really puts you in the driver's seat. So again, don't get so fixated on that profit margin number that you're not willing to play around with it. But I also think it's important to be intentional and to know what you're shooting for and what you're going toward. All right, so we talked about first budgeting. Then we talked about putting together a promo calendar. The next thing you can do to help you get mindful of your profit margin and hopefully increase it if you want to is that you've got to review all your recurring expenses. This includes things like subscriptions, software, memberships. Ask yourself if you really need them and are you using them? And if you aren't, ask yourself, well, Am I going to make a concentrated effort to really engage in the new year or do I need to let go of this? And then if you have team members, figure out what they're using and where they need these different software subscriptions and whatever it might be. So you're going to look at a credit card bill or wherever these expenses are showing up 
and be really careful that you're not paying for things that you're absolutely not using. Okay, so we all do that on the team. And after that, we review contract labor and we confirm that the contractors we are using make sense. So I just had a discussion today. We're going to let go of one of our contractors. They're amazing. We love them. They're great to work with. But we're not getting the ROI we need. And we feel as though what we've been paying for, we could probably bring it in-house with the team that I have. We're going to have to make some, some adjustments to do so. But we needed to cut in different areas. And that was one of them. So look at the contractors you're paying for. Does it make sense? I want to do a quick side note and tell you that I'm in a brand new group text message with a bunch of entrepreneurial women. I met them at a charity event that I recently did. And so I'm in this group chat and all of us are in different areas of our business, meaning like some make more money than others. That part doesn't matter. We're all running businesses online. And so we're sharing how much we pay for different contractors, what we're getting from those contractors, where we're struggling, what we need, And it's so valuable to say like, am I overpaying here? Maybe I'm underpaying my team members in this area. It's just kind of great to talk to other people who are in the action with you. So find your people this year so you can have those discussions and kind of bounce ideas like this off of each other. Okay, so we talked about budgeting. We talked about putting together a promo calendar. So that promo calendar is so important. And then we talked about recurring expenses and we talked about paying for contractors and just making sure you're getting that ROI and that it's the best use of your money. And a lot of times it is, especially because I talk to a lot of people who don't have full-time employees. So you've got to use your contractors, but just dial that in and make sure you feel really good about who you're working with and how much you're paying. So those are the four things that we hone in each year as a team when it comes to either staying the same with our profit margin, if we were happy with the year before, or increasing our profit margin. But it's always a discussion. And I think that's like another great takeaway from this episode. We're always talking about it. Every single month, we know where we stand with our profit margin. Every single month. And I think that's important. Now, some months, My profit margin is 10% based on paying out a bunch of affiliates after a launch or something like that. Sometimes it's 70, 80%, depending on if I just did a huge launch and haven't paid out affiliates yet. So each month you have to be mindful of why is the number where it's at? What's most important is not just your monthly profit margin, but year to date profit margin. That's the number that really matters. So when I say each month we're looking at the profit margin, we're looking at year-to-date profit margin, knowing that there's going to be a skew here or there. But knowing it, remember, you've got to open your eyes to your numbers. And that's what's most important. Now, before I wrap up this episode, here's what I want to say. You already know that I want you to be very mindful of your profit margin. And if you have a team, I want you to consider being fully transparent with your team about your numbers. Now, I know if you have a team full of contractors and no full-time employees, you might not want to do this. When I had a lot of contractors and very few full-time employees, I was a little bit more close to the chest with my numbers because contractors, they're not fully dedicated to you and your business, right? But when I went to having more employees, 
I started sharing my numbers with my team more. And this empowered them because they were very clear on what we were doing in the business, where we were going with the revenue and the profit margin and what our goals were. And also each department now has their own budgets. So they were very mindful of their budgets. And they started to function and operate as if my business was their business. Now, not fully, right? You'll always care more about your business than anybody else. But my employees are very passionate about sticking to their budgets and honoring our profit margin goal. Now, that's because they're just good people with good hearts. But as a little incentive, it doesn't hurt. And I know it it adds to their interest. I bonus on revenue and profit margin. So at the end of the year, we have like a few different levels of this, but if we hit 95% of our revenue and we are staying within our profit margin goal, the team gets a certain amount of budget based on their salary. If we hit 100% of revenue and stick with our profit margin goal, then they get an even more bigger cut of a bonus based on their salary. And then if we go beyond what we plan for revenue, they get even more. Now, this is 14, almost 15 years in the making, but I do bonus on revenue and profit margin. I don't just bonus on revenue. I used to, and then I realized, wait a second, this is missing the mark here. So if you're going to bonus on revenue and profit margin, you have to let your team know what's going on. You need to check in with them every quarter. Let them know where we're at. Are we on track? Are we off track? Start brainstorming ways to get back on track if we're not. They have an invested interest now, not only because they care deeply about the business and I hire people that genuinely have those hearts, but also, of course, people are driven by money. Not everyone, but a lot of people are, and they want those bonuses, so they're gonna work toward them. And I think when you share the bigger picture with your team and they're aware of what's going on, it really solidifies your relationship with that team. And when they're in the know, they're more dedicated and more focused on helping to make it happen. So I think that part's really important as well. So I used to not share any numbers, but then as I started to get full-time employees, I felt like it was really important. So like if we're in a Digital Course Academy launch, my team knows exactly where we are on units sold and they know how much we've spent at that point because everyone had their budget for the launch. Like they're very much in the know. So I think that part's important. And you don't feel so alone in in trying to go after a really big goal. It feels really good to have my whole team behind me in doing this. So just wanted to put that out there. All right, so quick recap. Set your revenue and profit margin goals. Track where you're at every single month. And remember, you're looking for a year-to-date revenue, year-to-date profit margin. Budget your launches and any big projects the best you can. It's messy in the beginning, but at least it's something. And then also calculate expenses based on all the launches and all the different projects you want to do once you have that promo calendar. So it's one thing to kind of get clear on how much you spend on a launch, but now put together a promo calendar and you can apply those expenses multiple times a year if you're going to do multiple launches. And then lastly, review your recurring expenses for subscriptions and memberships and contractors and all that good stuff. 
All right. So I hope you loved this shorty episode. I know not the most fun topic, a little scary if you've never done it or if your profit margin isn't where it's meant to be or where you want it to be, I should say. But also be kind to yourself. You're just learning this stuff if you're new to it. You're just getting the hang of it. It will become easier. Quite honestly, it's going to become second nature. Believe me, just stick with me here. And just let it be messy in the beginning. It will clean itself up if you're dedicated to really understanding your numbers over the next year. All right, my friend, I hope you love this episode. Make sure to follow Online Marketing Made Easy wherever you get your podcast because you will never miss an episode. And I can't wait to see you on Thursday for more entrepreneurial goodness. Same time, same place. Can't wait. Talk to you soon. My friend, did you know that HubSpot launched an AI chatbot that helps you streamline building campaigns at scale with just a few prompts? Hallelujah. I'm not even kidding. It's called Campaign Assistant, and it's a totally free to use AI tool made for marketers and business leaders who spend hours a day on content creation. That's us, right? My team has definitely been using this feature, and I hope you're going to check it out as well. Campaign Assistant will transform the way you build marketing campaigns at scale. Craft personalized emails, ads, and landing pages in a matter of minutes. Just pick the content type add your key selling points, and let AI support you in generating ideas for content. Now, you know that I deeply believe that AI is our assistant and not the creator, right? And using this is a great way to get those creative juices flowing so that you can create your most effective campaigns without starting from scratch. Seriously, Campaign Assistant is the key to unlocking writer's block so you can scale faster. And this tool is free to use right now. So work smarter, not harder at hubspot.com slash campaign dash assistant.